0: Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your
1: audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And let me tell y'all an important message before we get to the podcast today. It is never too late to start on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever your platform of choice might be. It is never too late to start. I didn't start uploading videos to YouTube until I was 37 years old. And even now I am living in the prime of my professional life because of a decision that I made back some almost five years ago. One of the biggest regrets that I hear creators talk about all the time is how they wish they would have started earlier. And some of you all might be out there listening to the podcast thinking that it's too late to start. You're either thinking it's too late or the platform is too saturated or your niche has too many talented creators in it already, blah, blah, blah. It's excuses you're making excuses and you're missing out on a golden opportunity to get into the creator age and leave your mark on it. In a few minutes, I have a young man named Abdullah coming onto the podcast to talk about how he got 1,000 subscribers off of his first YouTube upload. What? Are you serious right now? Yes! This man uploaded his first YouTube video and got one. Thousand subscribers off his first upload over a month ago and we're talking about recently this just happened a month ago so if these possibilities are out there as recently as a month ago imagine what you might do if you put your hat in the ring and come on and start a youtube channel or whatever social media channel that you want to start the possibilities are endless so many creators out there including myself have began this journey, and it has completely changed our lives and ways of living. I now make more money than I've ever made in my entire life because of my being a content creator and doing YouTube. So many of my other fellow creators are making more money than they've ever made because they started their content creation journey. There's no reason why you can't join us and do this yourself. Even if you don't want to do it with the expectation of becoming a full-time creator. You can still be a creator and do it on your own time, your own dime or whatever. You can be what Roberto Blake calls a hobby creator. You don't have to have a fixed schedule or upload every week or every day, or whatever the case may be. You can literally do it at your own pace. But obviously, if you're doing it with the intention to grow your channel, there are certain guidelines that you want to follow if you want to grow. But again, there are a bunch of hobby creators on the platform as well. So you don't have to do it with the intention of making money or building a business. But chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, then you do want to do this with the intention of growing or building a business. And that is what I try to do on this particular podcast. So with me just highlighting the infinite possibility for you, my listener, let me shut up and bring my man, Abdullah Rashid, to the podcast to talk about his crazy start to his YouTube journey. So with that out of the way, let's roll to the podcast. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk, and this week we have somebody here who's done something that I don't think I've ever seen on a platform. The man somehow posted his first YouTube video and gained 1,000 subscribers off his first video. So we got a new creator in here, Trader. We got Abdullah Rashid on the podcast. What's up, sir? How you doing?
0: Hey, how's it going, Viper, man? Thank you so much for inviting me, man. It's, it's all good, man. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Man, thank you for making the time. So for the people that don't know who you are, just give us a little intro of who you are and what you do. My name is Abdullah Rashid. I'm in Texas. By trade, I'm a software engineer. And maybe about four years ago, I uh, started day trading and I had, I've had a lot of success. Uh, and then I decided to you know, start a YouTube channel just to help others to
1: kind of give back. All right. So I guess the first question I have to ask you is you said you've been a trader for about four years, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but what brought you to YouTube? Why are you interested in making a YouTube channel? Man, you know what? Like my, in my family, I come from a family of teachers.
0: My uh, grandmother on my father's side is in education. My grandmother on my mother's side is in education. My father was a teacher, like a religious teacher, you know? So just naturally, man, um, teaching is something that's been in our family. So naturally, I find myself in roles where I'm able to digest information. Um, I dive into books, you know, I read a lot of books in the different industries that I'm in. Normally, I find myself just kind of naturally in a teaching position. And I found that there's a lot of content out there in the trading space, like when it comes to YouTube, but some of it can be a little dry, you know? Right, right. (laughs) So just being a teacher, I teach Arabic as well. I teach Arabic language. I have like a a community of like 300 people. Never went on YouTube, but just kind of organically grew like a community. So we have like a Discord community. Um, Never did that. Never went out and did like a public YouTube for that one. But just understanding that people learn in different ways. Some people are visual, some people are audio learners, some people learn with more creative you know styles brought into the education material. So me seeing that the in the trading space is a lot of charts, a lot of numbers, sometimes it could be dry. So I thought I'd just kind of try to bring some fun and creative material to the trading space, you know, so that's kind of like why I
1: chose to get on YouTube definitely so. I went through, I watched the first video that you uploaded, and one of the things that I thought you did very well was you were comparing some of the aspects of trading and the strategies that you implement. You compared it to what athletes do, and in particular, what NBA players do. And I thought that was well done because not a lot of people know about trading or know about the nuances of trading by default. But most people, a lot of people know about athletes and what they go through and the things that they have to do to become the top of their profession or get to the top of their profession. So the way that you were able to compare what the top flight athletes are doing to what you're doing with training, I thought that was excellently well done and definitely a good way to make the non-training person understand what you're trying to tell them.
0: Yeah. Thanks, man. You know, they have a saying that like, if you can't explain it to a four-year-old or five-year-old, you know, then you don't really, you don't really know it. Right. So I was just kind of thinking about like how I could, For the beginner trader like make it easy to understand like what makes a trader successful and to your point i got a lot of great feedback about that and i think like when it comes to like gaining subscribers from that video a lot of people express that the material in the trading uh, community like when it comes to youtube is normally pretty dry so just adding that additional element and relating it to sports and Kobe Bryant, <laughs> you know, a lot of us like, you know, we like Kobe Bryant because of his persistence, his dedication, you know, oh yeah, uh, he passed away, you know, RIP to him and his daughter and others that were in that crash. But that was one of the key pieces of feedback that I got was sort of bringing, you know, ideas from other videos that I saw. I saw like other creators do that, like kind of make analogies in that way. So bringing that to the
1: trading YouTube community, that was something that people said they never saw before. I'm glad that you brought that up because it's something that we always talk about uh, with creators as far as bringing your unique individual personality to YouTube, because a lot of creators, they see the Casey Neistat and the Mr. Beats and the Marquette Brown leads, and they want to come on and try to duplicate what those creators have already done When in actuality. You shouldn't be trying to come on YouTube and copy what's already been done, right? You need to come on YouTube and present something new and fresh to the scene. Yeah. And if you can do that, you can definitely make your own way. I think you are well on your way. I mean, again, first video got forty one thousand views currently, and the man got a thousand subscribers from the first video. So I want to dig a little bit into that. Yeah. Number one, sir, are we really supposed to believe that that was the first video you've ever done? Because I, I know the video pretty well done, man. So was that your first video, or did you have prior video experience?
0: Man, that's a great question, man. Um, you know, as I'm an entrepreneur, right? And as an entrepreneur marketing and video and creativity i've had to just as an entrepreneur pick up several skills you know mm-hmm. um so i've I've stacked certain skills like i used to be a graphic designer you know so that's one thing and then i um i built like mobile apps so that's like another thing like user experience is another thing right and then um i had several product companies so, I picked up like a thousand dollar videography course maybe a few years ago. And I just kind of played around with it. I learned lighting. I learned, you know, how to do the contour on the face, how to have you know, your key light, your backlight. I learned about audio. I learned about editing. So, this is like not the first video. But this is this is really like the best video when it comes to like the creativity side. You know, I made some mistakes. Like when it comes to audio, the sound was kind of off between my on screen and my off screen recording. But, you know, that happens. But yeah, it wasn't my first video. It's just something that kind of like all my skills over time just kind of like stacked. And I think for entrepreneurs, that's important to understand, because sometimes you you may fail at one thing, but you forget that some of the skills that you gained when you're trying that venture, you gain skills along the way. And those skills may help you in a, with a later venture, right? So it just all kind of lined up <laughs> that I decided that I'm doing trading, became successful with trading. And then I have videography skills and creative skills that kind of stacked together. So yeah, um, it wasn't my first video. I've done a few just, you know, projects, but I think those skills just kind of helped me out, um, the skills that I gained in the past.
1: Yeah. Like you said earlier in the podcast, you got a lot of positive feedback. I was going through the comment section as well on that video. And you got a lot of positive feedback. Again, not saying that it doesn't happen, but for a first-time video or for a first video on a YouTube channel, you got an extraordinary amount of positive feedback. So I guess the question is, what is it about that particular video that you felt like resonated with the, with the audience? Because again, you got forty-one thousand views, a thousand people signed up to your channel, you got all this positive feedback. So what was it about that video that you think resonated with the viewer? There's three things that, uh, like, when I think about it. So number one. Trading
0: itself is hard. <laughs> it's, it's very hard. And the niche that I chose, that's another thing, right? So things just kind of lined up. The financial niche itself, like on YouTube, um, is very, I do not say profitable, but it's very like, it's something that people depend on to live, right? To make a, to make a living, you know? So when you provide information that people find valuable, that's going to help their families, something that they'll appreciate right so the niche number one is i chose a good niche you know that lined up in that way that was a blessing but then secondly though this video if you see like how to beat the ftmo challenge this is a a more niched video in trading so this is a challenge where only five percent like they give out this data they say only five percent of people that take the challenge pass it you know so out of 100 people, only five people would pass it, right? So right. this is something that like a lot of the people in the comments, they've tried it, they failed. So for someone that luckily I've passed it, I've been with that company for over a year, they're hearing from someone that has like has succeeded and they're I'm giving back. So that's something that I'm sure a lot of people appreciate it because number one is the niche is hard. Number two, the sub niche is hard, like to get in with this company is, is pretty hard. And then number three, I'm sharing some like hard to reach information. There are a lot of marketers in the trading space that aren't really actually traders. (laughs) You know, they kind of give like some of the surface information. So it's kind of like I'm not an expert at all, but it's kind of like you want to get good at basketball. If you think about Tim Grover, like uh, Kobe's trainer or Jordan's trainer, if you're able to sit down in an interview with him, he's going to share some insights that you may not be able to get right from others. So I'm not saying that I'm anything special, but just me being in that company, me passing the challenge, which you know only 5% of people pass it. And then also there's some other numbers, like only 3% of people stay with the company. And there's thousands of people that try it, right? So right. that's another thing that kind of lined up. So number one is a niche. Second is not a lot of people pass it. The third thing is just me sharing information that's kind of hard to reach publicly, right? Without charging people for it, you know? So I think that was it, just kind of just sharing, giving away the information that's kind of
1: hard to reach, you know? Yeah, anytime that you have something of value that people can lean on and get for free, per se, you got something special in your hands. And clearly with that first video, you hit on something that a lot of people needed help with, or a lot of people felt like they got value from it and they responded accordingly. So kudos to you, man, for putting out that content. But I gotta ask, it was your first video, you said that you took a videography course. So for that being your first video and being successful as it is, how long did it take you to make that video?
0: (laughs) Oh man. So it probably took about, honestly, maybe about a week, a strong week, you know? Mm -hmm. The thing is, is like, I've already had a camera. I have a Canon 90D. I've already had lights. I have like a three lighting system I got off Amazon. And I have like this, uh, like light box that kind of covers it. I have like the Rode NTG mic, so I had these things already. I already have Adobe Premiere. You know, I had some LUTs. And then what I did was I watched the video on how to edit faster. And I think like how to shoot faster. Uh, I think it was like Think Media. And this other guy, uh, Nicholas Crystal, he, he has like a video on how to edit faster. Right. So like literally, man, I just like wrote up the script, kind of like had an artboard, drew out my my scenes, like my B-roll. I have a slider. You know, I'm I'm a very methodical person. So I kind of like did a lot of pre-planning before. So maybe out of the entire week, the first day or two was all just kind of like you know scripting, a uh, storyboarding, just kind of lining up like my shots, like how shots would be, how they lined up with my script. So then you know shot the video. Shooting probably took about two days for preparing, two days for shooting it, and the rest was just like editing. <laughs> you know, just trying to you know download things, you know download sounds and things like that. I'm not sure, man. Am I, am I kind of like talking too much, man? I don't wanna. Or should I just kind of like, you know, unload, you know?
1: No, no, no. It, dude, I mean, it's your story. It's your process, though. You, you go ahead. You explain your story, your process, and uh, I'll come up with questions after we go along, man. You're good. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So now, mind you, when I say like a week, it's not just one week uh, together. Like, these were kind of parts, right? I have work. I have a company. You know, I have children. I have a wife. You know, so this was like me just kind of like doing things like, so two days for scripting and storyboarding two days for like shooting the video, like on the weekend, I just got uh, on the weekend. I just like shot everything, right. Just kind of shot all the A shots, shot all the uh, B roll. And then like the rest of those like three days was just like editing. So that's like the actual product. But in order for me to make the video, it took about, you know, two years of learning and information, you know, and just thinking about it, you know, Right. I've been kind of procrastinating on this video for a while, you know, in this YouTube channel, my wife was like, two years ago, I was like, you should start a YouTube channel. And I'm like, no, why would anybody want to learn from me? Why would anybody watch my show? Basically, you know, so the making of the video itself, you know, the product, the end product, it may have took seven days, but it took years to actually kind of, I've been thinking about these concepts and like what people need, what would make them better, what I want to share, you know?
1: Look, as YouTube creators ourselves, we've all been there. Sometimes the next video on your weekly upload schedule is right around the corner, but you have no idea what you're going to record. Well, this exact situation is why vidIQ developed Daily Ideas. It's our newest tool that can help provide you with up to 50 new video ideas every single day. Your daily ideas are generated by our AI, which analyzes your channel and the wider YouTube community to find trending topics with high view potential. With this new tool, you'll never run out of great ideas for new videos. You can try daily ideas for yourself today by downloading vidIQ at vidIQ.com. So that brings me to my next question. We kind of slid it greatly into it. Did you do any research before you started the channel? Or did you just start the channel basically wanting to provide your knowledge of the situation? Man, that's a great question, man.
0: All my research was sort of organic, like things that I watch. Like as a trader, things I watch on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really sit down and say, I'm going to do this particular topic because of like using the methods that I've learned with vidIQ, you know, like, you know, doing the Google search, using the vidIQ uh, plugin. I didn't really do all of that before I did this video. I probably watched, you know, hundreds of videos on YouTube, like that are related to trading. So me just kind of being like deep in the niche. I think that was like my research. And I've been watching videos for the past, you know, three years, you know, on YouTube. So I kind of have like a good understanding of like what the hot topics are and, and what people are talking about
1: yeah i mean being in the niche and accumulating all that information to help you formulate what you want to do for your video is a great tool and great of you to do that so here's my thing right you had the video you did the first video which was a long form video i think the video was about um, it was about 12 minutes mm-hmm. and then after that video You followed up with a bunch of what we call YouTube shorts or short form content. So I'm curious to understand what led to you implementing that strategy. Instead of coming up with a uh, following up with another long form video, you went with a series of short form videos. And I think, if I remember correctly, those short forms were just clips of that longer form video, right? Yeah, that's right.
0: Actually, I'm experimenting. (laughs) You know, Um, that's one thing I know, like, we got to experiment. I joined vidIQ to kind of get like some proven steps, proven standards, something that's methodical, but also I'm just kind of experimenting, you know, so like listening to people like Gary Vee, like talking about releasing a lot of content, you know, taking your long forms and chopping it into shorts, you know? So I took those shorts, I chopped them up, I released them on YouTube, release it in TikTok, release it in Instagram, just sort of as like more touch points with the audience. I take my long form and just kind of make the maximum amount of use of I can of that long form content. So I really don't really have like a strategy for the shorts It's really just kind of like experimenting. Right. Like some of those has like 1.5 thousand views, you know, thousand views here or there. So one of my subscribers, he says, he just like, he likes watching the shorts. He liked the long form, but there's certain parts of the shorts that he says, he just kind of watches over and over, you know? So I thought that was pretty interesting. So it's more of like an experiment, you know, and I, I was planning to do that with all of the long form videos. So I put out another one and I did the same thing. I kind of chopped it into maybe like two shorts and I, I plan on doing more long form videos, but kind of what happened with that first video, I was kind of rushed, man. Like people on IG, I had like a free mini course that I created that's linked in that YouTube. So people are there. Like I think maybe 300 people join that free mini course, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So not only like the, the, the YouTube video kind of like, blow up, but it also turned into revenue as well. So I I had like a template that I'm selling like a notion template. I didn't even plan any of this. I just, people were asking like, Hey man, what's that thing that we saw on your video? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I mean, it's my private thing that I've built over years. I mean, if you want it, I can sell it to you. you know." (laughs) So (laughs) back to your question, the shorts, I didn't really have a strategy. It was
1: more like kind of like experimenting. Gotcha. So multiple times throughout the podcast, you've alluded to using with IQ and I know that recently you became a vidIQ Max member, which means you have access to our Discord community. You have access to the sessions that we've been doing with our vidIQ coaches and the special guests that we bring in. So I guess the first question is, how long have you been a vidIQ Max member? For about a month. About yeah, a month. For
0: about a month now. Yeah. I think either right before I launched the video. Yes. Right before I launched the video, I joined vidIQ. So maybe a little bit over a month now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you launched that first video about a month ago, right? Yeah. So I gotta ask, being this is the VidIQ podcast. So, what has your experience been like being involved with the VidIQ Max community? So, can I talk a little bit about like
0: something that I think helped the video that I learned from VidIQ? Absolutely. Okay, so you all have like in the Max community website, you have these webinars, right? I think it's about thirty of them. So I went back to the first webinar. I think I, I watched maybe about four or five of them, and somebody recommended that you put your video in a playlist with other videos that are like it. And then you just let that playlist play. Mm -hmm. So I did that with my other channel, just not with the, you know, my channel, the trading channel, but I did it with another channel. And I think maybe like the next day, my video appeared more like inside of the suggestions of some of those videos I had in my playlist. Now, I don't know (laughs) if that suggestion is, is what caused it, But that's what I saw. And I was like, so this company, uh, FTMO, has about maybe 80,000 subs. Some of their videos have like, you know, hundreds of thousands of views. So there was a video that I was suggested for. I saw it in my analytics. I think like 58% of my views came from this one video. And it was like, it was a hot video. So I'm not sure. You may know more if that was like something that's, uh, you know, recommended because that's what happens after. But I know for sure like the day after I let my phone just go all night to watch that play like through that playlist. It was like me like 16 different videos. After that, man, my video was suggested. So that's one thing I was really happy about.
1: Okay. Now I need some clarification because you just said you had a video that you put a playlist on your other channel. Yeah. So this YouTube channel that we're talking about on the podcast is not your only YouTube channel. You know how you have like a personal YouTube account and you
0: create a playlist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I, my personal YouTube account, I created a playlist of training videos. Oh, okay. And I put my video in that playlist.
1: Oh, so you, you mean you put your video that you just did a month ago in that playlist, what, what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting.
0: So I don't know the algorithm saw my video with the other videos in a playlist. Somehow I think that may have, you know, tied it to one of the other videos and it, it ended up being a suggested video for one of the videos in my playlist.
1: I think probably what happened there is that since your video was similar to the video that you were watching, since you were watching trading videos, it probably just got naturally suggested. I don't think it had much to do with you putting it in your own playlist. But just the fact that it's similar to other content that you were watching and it kind of complements it pretty well, they probably ended up suggested for that reason. Okay. Okay. That's okay. interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we got, like you said, we have 30 sessions in the VidIQ Max Discord that you can watch between our coaches and the special guests that we bring in. And then we have the Discord community that talks and interacts with each other every day, answering each other questions, helping each other grow and different things like that. So what has your experience been like in the Discord? Have you had a chance to like to hang out in the Discord and talk to the other creators in there?
0: Oh yeah, 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 man. That that's been great, man. Because um, like I I put out a question asking about like a thumbnail. That's been really interesting. Just seeing people put thumbnails out and seeing the feedback that other people uh, receive on their thumbnails. That's golden, you know. Because not only do you get feedback from other creators, but also um, like some of the vidIQ experts uh, will jump on there and give you some feedback. I think I may have requested feedback on maybe titles as well, and then also. Just getting on there and just sharing the results, right? And having people cheer for you, man, and and just kind of support you. And then you support others, man. That's been great, man. I I think the community aspect, um, like vidIQ, the tool is excellent, you know, but the community aspect um, as well has been great. Like those webinars, but then just being able to go in there. Every time I ask a question, I always receive like a response back either from a fellow creator or by one of the vidIQ experts. So that's been pretty good. That's been great.
1: Yeah, we talked about the VidIQ Max program on this podcast before, but it is amazing. I'm in there sometimes myself. The Discord community is absolutely incredible. You got so many creators that are honestly trying to do what you're doing, and they understand the trials and tribulations, and they're so willing to drop their knowledge and help each other out. It's an incredible atmosphere. And then like Abdullah said earlier, you got access to the VidIQ coaches and things like that to hang out, they answer questions in the Discord. So just being a part of VidIQ Max, having access to the sessions themselves, but that Discord community, which you can only have access to if you're a part of VidIQ Max, is really incredible. So the value in there, it just cannot be understated, man. And I'm glad that you're finding value in the community. And thank you for being a part of it as well. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. It's It's been great. Absolutely. So I got to ask you, since you said that you use VidIQ, you use the actual suite of tools. So what is your favorite VidIQ tool that you found value in?
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> Man, you know, I'm, I'm very competitive. So I love the competitor tool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So what do you like about that particular tool? You just like keep track
0: of your fellow creators? So in my competitors section, I have like some people that are kind of like right above me, you know? So I have like three levels, right? So it's like some guys that are like right above, above me, like maybe like 10K subscribers. When I say right above, I mean, I, I, I honestly believe after that first video... I think I've hit 2,500 subscribers by now. I still haven't done any more long form content. I have some bangers coming, you know. I have some more heat coming, you know. So I'm, I think I hit the 10k um, subs before the end of the year, you know. So, <laughs> Ooh, my man, hold with it. Okay, I like it. I like the confidence. Yeah, it's the competition. You okay. know, it's it's, it's being co- competitive. But so I have some guys that are at the 10k. Then I have like the 50. Then I got the guys that are like you know 400k. So I just I'm able to watch like what they're putting out. And that views per hour whoo man that is fire <laughs> you know so just yeah. seeing my competitors and seeing like what is booming for them what is trending for them is giving me ideas it got me churning you know like okay now i see like i'm either validated on my ideas or i see where i need to grow and improve you know so that right there man that's been golden so i can kind of keep my competitors like you've you seen the video i like kobe you know one thing that kobe talks about when he was a kid one summer he wrote a hit list, <laughs> you yep. know, and uh, he's like, all right, so I gotta, I gotta, get, I gotta get this guy, this guy, this guy, you know, so the competitors uh, section is kind of like, you know, my friendly hit list, you know, we're all, we're all creators. It's a friendly competition, you know? So it's like, all right, I'm watching these guys, I'm seeing what they're doing and it's keeping me sharper. It's keeping me motivated. Right. And um, it's, I'm, I'm gaining ideas. So that, that's my favorite, the, the competitors um tool.
1: All right, so I want to go back to this this crazy video that you uploaded. Your first video, 41,000 views, over 1,000 subscribers gained. How do you follow up such a successful video? Like, is it pressure on you? Do you feel that pressure to follow that video up? Or where do you go from here? I mean, it's hard to go to the next level from where you started, man. Like, not many creators start that fire. So, what do you do
0: next, my dude? Yeah, man, you know what? I think about that often too. I was blessed because YouTube, the algorithm, you know, suggested my video, and then people clicked on it. You know, I think that if I could get people to click on the video, and I get like a prime spot, I'm gonna do the rest, right? So like, I, I think like, when it comes to creating a video, I watch some of the creators like outside of the niche, you know, and I see how they do retention, I see how they use music, I see how they use B-roll, show it, don't tell it, you know, like, what I did is, um, I went to Upwork, I paid two people to read my comments to help me. And I I personally respond to all my comments. You know, I do that personally, but I just didn't have the time to go and read all the comments and kind of correlate what people want to see, you know? So I have a list of what people want to see. Like this is the highest thing people want to see. So my next video, I'm working on it right now. And it's one of the high, you know, highly sought after topics that are in the comments, you know? So I'm going to try to come with the same level of creativity, same level of, you know, show it, don't tell it, same level of analogy and If I can get people to click on it, man, I think that people will really love it. You know, so I think my challenge now is just really getting just I don't know the details of how the algorithm works. But if I can get some prime real estate, you know, next to some other videos and I can make a nice thumbnail, if people click on that video, I think that people will love it. I think I'm going to create something, you know, beautiful. But yeah, man, it's it's pressure. It's pressure. People hitting me up and IG, man. Like, what's up?
1: Where's Where's the next video? You know. (laughs) Yeah, man. Once you bring that much fire, they want more, man. They want you to keep coming with it. But my thing is, on this podcast, I try to have listeners walk away with something that they can take action on, some type of value that they can they can rock with. Yeah. So, given that you've had such a hot start to your YouTube career, forty one thousand views on the first video, a thousand subscribers. What advice? would you give newer creators that want to at least try and experience what you've done? Like, what would you tell them like to get off to that hot start?
0: Yeah, man, that's, that's a great thought. What I would do is I would kind of try to put myself in the shoes of the audience. You know, you hear this, it kind of sounds cliche, but if you can put yourself in the shoes of the audience, right? And what is their dream outcome? Like, what's the dream outcome? What do they want to gain from your video? You know, Um, that's the first thing I would kind of start there, and then I would kind of work my way backwards. Like, okay, what do they want from my video, and then how can I give it to them in the shortest amount of time without without a lot of like space? You know, we have a people have a short uh, attention span nowadays, right? So I really just kind of sit down, write some ideas out, put yourself in the seat of your audience, figure out what it is that they want to accomplish, and then you know, people love to hear things that they've never heard before, you know. Or hear things in a way that they never heard it before, right? So the information that I gave, yes, some of it is kind of hard to reach. You know, some people are like, man, I've never heard this in my life before. I saw that comment come through. People are telling me that. So that's one thing. Like if you can kind of think about your space and the outcome and try to think of something that you don't see, that you can offer that's new, right? That's one thing. And then secondly, if it's stuff that you're discussing that's already kind of in the space, think about how to position it differently, right? I think it's a shocker to the psyche when people see things presented in a different way, right? So I think that I would focus on that, right? Target audience, what is a dream outcome? What's something that you can offer them that's new like uh, when it comes to information, right? And then secondly is how can you present the information in just a totally different way, right? So one example of that I'm gonna do for one of my videos, right? Is I have this like trading keyboard, <laughs> you know? Professional traders use this keyboard um, a lot of the more beginner traders, they use the iPhone, right, to do their trading. So one of my videos is going to be, this trading keyboard is called Magic Keys, right? So it's like Magic Keys versus the iPhone, right? Um, And I'm going to have like the whole Street Fighter visual in my thumbnail. And this is like, so when people present, talk about the trading keyboard, they just present it in a real kind of, you know, mundane kind of way, right? But now I'm bringing some flavor to say, you know, Magic Keys versus the iPhone. So as now it's kind of like, it's intriguing. I want to add like some kind of like Street Fighter type of dynamics to the video. Uh, it's going to be educational, but I'm I'm bringing the information in a different way, right? So just try to try to think about how you can deliver uh, the information in a in a different way that's kind of it's different for the niche that you're in. I
1: don't know, y'all. I think this man might be coming from my job, y'all. He might be coming from my job. <laughs>
0: oh, no, but,
1: oh no, man! <laughs> but uh, man. Abdullah Rashid, man. It's been amazing to have you on the podcast, my dude. Thank you so, so much for the fire. And congratulations to you and your success starting off on your creative journey, man. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you so, so much for dropping fire on the podcast. Um, if you guys want to follow his channel and his F all of that information will be in the show notes. So definitely go down there. Check the man out. He's doing big things, man. If you're in the trading, yet, you might want to go uh, see what he got to say. Because clearly, uh, the people are responding to what he's putting out there and the good content. So definitely go check my man out. Your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by VidIQ.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidiq.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.